should I think we should dive into the so notes. So you took now. the notes you took the notes on your phone. That's good. I, I just imagined you phone. in like with a spiral notebook and a pen, just like hunched okay. over in the back. So I was having a really hard time figuring out um who to bring to this concert mm-hmm. to start with. You know? It's it's one of those things where um it's one of those things where the person I was planning on going with had to work because she changed jobs halfway through. Right. And so, which I'm down for, like it's a much better situation for her and she really likes that job a lot more. So good. But then I lost the person to go to the concert with, mm-hmm. um, which sucks because she would have been a lot of fun. It was a totally different experience. And I'm going to get, get to that in a second. Um, and then I found somebody else to replace her with and she couldn't go because I got the nights wrong because I told her it was Friday night, but it's actually Saturday night. And uh, so then she had to bail on that one. <laughs> Come to find out, my roommate who lives right next door, we share a wall together. I can hear him sometimes. He was talking about Caravan Palace to our other roommates. And like they're like, hey, you should invite Keegan because I'm pretty sure he's into that band independently of you. And I was like, this is perfect. That is perfect. And so I texted him about it and he's like yeah let's do it so we went to that show i wasn't sure if he was going to be able to go because my ticket said 21 and over but it was actually an all ages show so i had to call the venue and be like hey can i bring this person because he's only 20 <laughs> um and they're like yeah sure it doesn't matter your ticket doesn't really matter so yeah it was awesome man so we we it's on this it's it was at the place called stardate um stardate theater that's an excellent name for it's the theater a, it's cool in, in the um no i'm sorry that was the Common Trues concert. That was Star Date. Mm. It was awesome. This was the Crystal Ballroom. And it's legitimately a ballroom. So, like, they have, like, paintings on the wall. It kind of looks like Be Our Guest, mm-hmm. you know? Big pictures um, of Belle and the Beast on the walls. Yeah, Lots of absolutely. Bookcases. All the Disney princesses yeah. and princesses. People dancing Even around that in aren't the middle a princess of the room. You know. Yeah, naturally. Absolutely. That's how it works. Um so it was an amazing concert to like see an electro swing band mm-hmm. in like a legitimate ballroom. Mm-hmm. It just fits so well. And I got to tell you, man, I, I, I've been thinking about it over the last week and I think it's the best concert I've ever been to. Wow. It, it is a legitimate, it's not my favorite concert I've ever been to. I don't think it's the best. And it's just, they put on such an amazing show. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really incredible. Um, so <laughs> it was great. I was, we started walking up. So there's these two sections. There's this tiny section on the left and there's a giant section out in the middle and I, a giant section in the middle is only 21 and over. So we move over to the small section on the left, which is really cool. Cause we have people of all ages, like man, you know, moms with their kids and dads and like, That's just really like cute. people hanging out. It was a really cool, just like, it was such a wholesome environment. And so my roommate is a little doesn't he doesn't like crowds a whole lot mm-hmm. I don't think so we started moving up to, into the crowds I'm like hey man is this okay I'm like because he's quite a bit shorter than I am I'm like I can pretty much see wherever we stand so I I'm good pretty much anywhere mm-hmm. but you just need to let me know where you can see he's like hey man can we go back so we ended up going outside of really where the section of like you know like normal venues there's kind of like a place where this is kind of where the crowd starts and it moves forward. Mm -hmm. We stood behind that Mm -hmm. and it was the best decision we made the entire night because everything good happened after that. (laughs) So I can see the entire crowd and I'm just like, 
it's amazing to see everybody dancing and jumping, but I can see the band so well. Um, but everybody around us had way more room than the normal crowds because we mm-hmm. weren't like packed in. So everyone's dancing, like legitimately just flailing, going out, dancing instead of just like bopping up like normal concerts, just sitting here, you know, just moving your head up and down. Yeah. Doing the shimmy. Going this way. You know, oh, you know what we should do actually first before we get into this so a little too much? We forgot to introduce ourselves. We were so rude. We started this entire thing. You guys don't even know who we are. Um, but you do. You don't, you but you do. Right. That's that's fair. Um, I don't know if it's too presumptuous to call us the best podcast in the universe already. Um, I was listening to another podcast and they say that they are. So that's what we have to aspire to be. Um, I'm very excited about that. Having goals is important. I respect that. Yeah, um, I think so. Um, I don't know. Maybe world. We're going to start small and just go with the world and see what happens after that. (laughs) Um, So we are Infinite Pulp. Um, This has kind of been something that we've been trying to do for about a year at this point um, is when I've been ruminating on it. And I told Max about 10 months ago that we were going to do it. So I'm Aaron. I, I just... Introduced him instead of me first, but um, that's the kind of guy you are. You're just so generous. It is. I'm a very generous. <laughs> You're always um, thinking I, I learned, of other I, people. I, I, I've learned what that is um, in acting. What generous means. I've been listening to another podcast that has a lot to do with movies and acting and stuff, and I've, I've been learning which actors are generous and which <laughs> actors are not. Yeah, and it's very fun. But I'm Aaron, and my lovely friend here is Max. That's Hello. Max. So. This is Infinite Pult. I'm really excited about this. We have a really good topic, really good show for you tonight. I'm going to finish telling Max my story um, through Caravan Palace and the concert. And you guys should really go check them out. They don't tour in the U.S. very often, about three, four years. Um, so you want to check them out now if you can. Uh, but they are an electro swing band. And I was first introduced to them by my friend Max, which is why this is something we want to talk about tonight. Because we have such a good love and admiration for these people. You're welcome. Yeah, it's it's absolutely all his fault. Um, I blame him 100%. Um, so they're just an amazing electro swing band. And um, being in that back section of that place just was, oh, man, it was so cool. So everyone was really dancing. So there's this guy next to me. He's wearing, you know... Um, like a nice like bomber jacket and his hats backwards and he's just he's so good I'm like yeah so I'm like I'm really enjoying just watching you dance listening to the music this is fun this dude in this tie-dye hoodie comes strolling out um, at a brisk brisk pace but strolling but brisk uh, out of the crowd and just like looks at the guy dancing it's like oh okay and then just starts dancing right next to him <laughs> and they just like meld and just have like they just got it instantly they're like okay and i'm now watching these two guys dance together <laughs> and oh man it was so so cool and then they cough like start talking and they like i see them every once in a while and they're hanging out the rest of the night and i'm like ah, awesome and like i'm so glad i got to see that like blossom as it was um, friendships are made on the dance floor oh absolutely um <laughs> when we were when we were watching the the band the lead singer um was asking us to sing 
And then she was also asking us to jump up and down. So first she's just like, all right, you guys can start singing along to the song. And like we started singing along to the song. And she's like, okay, you guys, let's try jumping. Let's try jumping. And we did, did some jumping after that. And after she did the jumping, like she stops and she's just like, all right, I can trust you guys now. And like, <laughs> it's like, oh, you let us do some tasks to see if we could like be a good crowd for you. I thought that was so funny. And I was just like, yeah. I'm like it's just all these things just made like it one of the best concerts I've been to. That's awesome. Um, That's impressive. There was a guy who was checking IDs right in front of me to get in the 21 and over section, and he turned down two shift changes to stay and watch the two guys, the ho- guy in the, in the tie dye hoodie, and the other guy dance the entire night. <laughs> And I'm standing here right in front of them, and they are getting dangerously close to me every single time. Mm-hmm. And he never hits me ever. And he's like, "I'm glad you made me part of the show, man. And you didn't even have to. And I felt like I participated in that, but I didn't because all I did was stand here. So were they like slam yeah. dancing, like thrashing, like elbows and arms and legs just all over the place? It was. Oh man, it was the most modern version of like a mix between like doo swing like kind of like you know scat kind of music and hip-hop mm-hmm. like if you mesh those two dance styles together that's what those guys had that sounds very interesting it was so very cool. confusing yeah everybody was dancing around us like everybody and so <laughs> when they started winding down people were still dancing because the show was still going on but people mm-hmm. had to leave as they were walking through the crowd it looks like somebody was training for like a martial arts thing you know like yep. all of those martial arts like montages have that like all those wooden things set up that are all spinning and like you must walk through this without getting touched absolutely that's what it was like it was exactly like that You're training dummies uh, one of my, one of my, yeah, training dummies. <laughs> did you ever play with those crash dummy toys? I um, did not. I thought the fact that they didn't have like real faces was creepy. They were kind of soulless to me. I had struggled oh, yeah. with Legos for the same reason. Lego people were just, <laughs> something was off about them. Do you have a hard time with the Lego movies then? No, the Lego movies are good because the eyes are like, they're animated. Like the faces move. Oh yeah. That it makes was, sense. There was just something about those frozen faces just like staring at you. It was terrifying. Yeah. So do you not like pop, like pop, like those Funko pops? No. Yeah. Or like the new, like Link's Awakening game. <laughs> I haven't don't, played don't a lot really of that. Don't really dig that art style either. it's pretty cute. I mean, the rest of the art style is cute enough and I don't spend a lot of time looking at Link's face. So did you guys get that? Uh, I played it at a friend's briefly, like an hour and a half long enough to Dude. know that it was fun and that I've already played <laughs> Link's Awakening and I don't need to spend money on it. I, um, I've been playing. Oh, I also saw alien in the theaters, by the way. Nice. I heard that was um, a thing going around and my roommate saw it for the first time in the theater. Oh my gosh. What was, a time of year to do that. It's I know. Perfect. I'm just like, I was trying to like, not like it's important in, in like everyone's life. I'm like, this is something that's very important to me because I once questioned if I liked the alien movies more than Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So like, this is something that I love dearly. I was like, this is very important. I'm glad that I'm glad you're going through this experience. It's like me and Titanic. I watched Titanic in 3D in the theaters for the very first time. First time I ever saw Titanic was like 2013, I think 2011. Some I think 2013, 14 when it was like re-released in 3D. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. I was so happy. I've never seen it again. I'm like, this is, I never want to watch it again. 
I'm happy. I missed out on that, and I also am happy. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. I love that movie. <laughs> I absolutely watch it again. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to touch a little bit on what I'm what, what I'm playing, and uh, I'm playing Resident Evil Two still. Nice. And lots of fun. Very scary. Yes. I just found the three medallions. Mm-hmm. And I'm about ready to go downstairs. And I know this is when it gets scary. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do it. So I haven't played it since. <laughs> <laughs> you can't run away from like your problems, things. Aaron. You can't run away yeah. from your problems. Go down the stairs. Go in the basement. Oh, I'm going to. I ha- I felt dumb. Not dumb. But like I had to look up something online on like where to go. And the reason I missed it is because I was reading the map wrong. Yep. That was the only reason. It's not like I couldn't figure it out, and so that made me feel better. I was like, oh, I just read the, read the map wrong. I'm cool with that. Like, I'm okay with, like, I never would have solved that. Because I had already, like, I had already resigned to just, like, walking around the entire place from, like, okay, I'm going to hug the right wall, and I'm going to find a way to get through it eventually. <laughs> but there are three floors, and there are continual... Zombies keep respawning. And so I just realized that if there's a blue room and I've already cleared everything out, I should never kill that zombie anymore because mm-hmm. there's no reason for me to be in that room as long as I can get around him because I ran out of ammo a lot and I've had to run away from some zombies. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not great at these survival like shortage like ammo games, you know? They're, they're intense, especially the earlier versions. Like There's not yeah. a lot of forgiveness there. And the camera angles are wonky as heck. It's yeah. really tough to navigate your way around there. I spent half that game the first time I played just trying to get around desks and chairs and corners. It mm-hmm. was That was scary. The, the yeah. navigation itself was scary, probably scarier than the monsters. But once you know what you're doing... You leave it for like a couple of months and then go back and pick it up again where the controls will feel more intuitive. And man, it's a different experience. Yeah. Mm. Gosh, I love, man, I love those kind of games. I'm not a big fan. I don't think I'm playing anything. I started playing Horizon Zero Dawn nice. for a little bit, trying to go through that. That's a good looking game. Yeah. Yep. It's so pretty. Um, almost as pretty as like God of War. I watched a uh, lot of trailers and gameplay of it. But I still don't know what it's about. Like, well, very briefly, what is what is the point? Is it just kill metal dinosaurs? I don't know yet. But here's what I know so <laughs> How far. How long have you been playing? I uh, I played like an hour, and that's it. You played for an hour, and you don't know what the story is? No, no, hold on. I'm I'm getting there. So, you are an outcast in a Nordic tribe, like up in the north. And you are an outcast, and you want to know, um, essentially, like, you have a couple questions I think you need to ask about your mother that they, nobody's going to answer for you. And so you have to win, like, this, like, trial to, like, get to ask the elders one question, and that's what I'm going for towards right now. And they may not even let me in, so... I'm guessing they're not going to let me in because mm-hmm. I'm an outcast. Nobody's supposed to talk to you. So, like, you have a smuggler who's, like, selling you goods. And all the while you're exploring this wildlands, so be it, uh, of mechanical dinosaurs. Yeah. And there's a, apparently a pretty good reason for why they exist and, like, why there's not the technology anymore. So I'm excited. Good. It's, it's just a better Far Cry game. And I really like Far Cry. It's just, like, you know. So it's going to be fun. It's always nice I to just, have something pretty to look at. In a yes. video game. Mm, Graphically. Absolutely. Sometimes. <laughs> I enjoyed those. Um, 
so, yeah, sometimes I'll just turn on like Spider Man just so I can swing around in New York with his like different suits for like 35, 45 minutes, or I'll get steep going and I'll just like snowboard for like an hour yeah. and just like. I'm the same way with the Batman Arkham series. I'll just like sometimes <sighs> I just want to punch some. Yeah, dude. I just I just played the Arkham Knight like two weeks ago because I'm just like I'm watching Batman like mm, I should I should probably do this I should probably watch I yeah uh, Arkham Knight we can have a separate conversation about video games but oh, like absolutely the, it, mixing up a, a franchise so heavily in the last installment is always dangerous and for me it did not work they relied um, way too heavily on the car so and the driving physics were not stellar I figured out something. They weren't. I actually kind of... I actually... I like that game so much, even though the storyline is just under the Red Hood. Like... Even though, like, I like halfway through the game, I'm like, oh, man, like, I know... It's, anybody who knows Batman, like, should know what this is going, and, like, who, that, who like, the Arkham Knight's going to be. Mm-hmm. Regardless of that, um, because they had the Batman Beyond suit that was realistic-looking with the armor, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was... I was in love with that game. I, I thought it was... So, I just walked around in that all day. Um, I liked that game a lot if it didn't have the driving. You take away 70% of the driving that you have to do and, like, those required missions. Yeah. I think I liked that game more than Arkham City. Yeah, no, I agree. But the problem is that it they don't do that. <laughs> they don't do that. Right. I know. I agree. All right. Let's... let's I, here's what I want to do now. Um, I like video games, and you do too, and... If you want to see if you're driving on a road trip right now, listening to this and you have another like five, six hours to go, just write in. Let us know. We'll keep talking about video games. We'll get in some Dark Souls and Bloodborne lore and see if you want to, you know, talk about that. But I think I would like to talk about stuff that is older than video games. Yeah, this is this is why it's infinite is because if you if we don't intentionally navigate our conversations then we will just sit here and prattle on for hours yeah, about absolutely. stuff we like so there's 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 just a quick little hot fact here um and then i want to talk about some cartoons is that max and i took a road trip together once and lots of times you can take road trips with people i've done this before you get angry with them or you spend long periods of the conversation like not talking and i can be honest with you other than like when i was playing switch or like you were sleeping and one of us was driving or i was sleeping we spent like the entire time talking like there was not a whole lot of silence so we just figured if we can do that in like a 40 hour road trip we might as well be able to you know we could just do that here and uh and see if you guys enjoy so that's really what we're all about. Um, and to start everything up, we really want to hit something that's just, hmm, it just feels so good when you're watching and talking about it. And it's so wonderful. Um, I want to talk about cartoons and animation and everything that wraps around that. I'm currently watching cartoons. The cartoon that I'm currently watching is number two on my list, so... I'll tell you about it when we get there. Um, So here's how it's going to go. We're going to talk about some top 10 lists. And um, if one of us has the same top 10, we're just going to talk about it whenever it gets to the next person's. So what that means is whoever has the cartoon ranked highest gets to talk about it. Is that the idea? 
Yeah, like, that's pretty much okay. it. Like we're both going to talk about it because a lot of us have seen a lot of the stuff that's on each other's sure. list. I think, and we may even have quite a bit of crossover. But um, but I do want the person who has the cartoon as their as their like number ten to be the the one who drives that conversation for sure because it's, it's, that's why you put it on it because it's what you love. Mm-hmm. So, and then we're going to try to get in maybe some honorable mentions that we really wanted to put on the list, but you just couldn't. And um, after that, I will have a couple questions for Max that I want to talk to him about. And um, then we're just going to, you know, spend the next seven, eight hours, a little ASMR, just kind of figure things out from there. And tap my fingers on the desk. It'll be great. It's going to be really good. We're just going to be a metronome for the rest of your life. <laughs> um, so my number 10, top 10 favorite cartoons. This is what of, I like to see. Of all time. All time. All yeah, time. this is not just of like this year. Um, all time. My number 10 is Phineas and Ferb. Uh, tell me more. I'm very excited about this. So um, <laughs> this is going to be really good. Promise. I promise you guys. Um, so essentially, Phineas and Ferb are these two, I guess you could say Wonder Kid, though I don't really see it that way. Cartoon. Like, these two kids that are just trying to figure out what they're going to do for the summer. So it's, and it's just so good. So it came out on Disney. I started watching this when I decided one summer just to quit working at my financial advisor position and just go start working at Disney. I figured working at a call center is better than working with people's money. So, um, to get in the moods to start with Disney, I just wanted like, as I'm doing these applications, I'm filling this out. I was just like, you know what? Let's watch Phineas and Ferb. I've heard that's a really good thing. And man, I fell in love with that so fast. I cannot. Oh, it's so good. Um, and like, we're really solidified it for me. And how much I really just really loved this place is there's this one joke that um, the main like antagonist tells at the very beginning. Um, so his name is Dr. Doofenshmirtz, which is already funny <laughs> um, in its end. I love it. And... <laughs> He's fighting Perry the Platypus, who, if you don't know, Perry the Platypus is um, Phineas and Ferb's pet platypus, who is also a secret agent. Naturally. Um, and has a lair underneath their house. And just the noises he makes. And every time he goes to the lair, it's so funny. Um, and then he is the nemesis of Dr. Doofenshmirtz, who is this just, like evil scientist who wants to meet evil scientists but it's just the biggest dork and like genuinely gets excited and distracted by so many different things <laughs> so he's just up in his tower and just inventing different things and Perry Laplace but stops by all the time and he like always sets traps for Perry and Perry always gets out of them and then <laughs> and they play on that a lot sometimes they'll like set a trap for Perry and he can't get out of it and Perry will be like eh, I don't know like this usually works like <laughs> and so Perry was <laughs> Doofus Birch was just hanging out in his tower. It was great. And you hear this just like is tapping on the window. And he goes over and opens up his window and he looks out and he's like, Oh, Perry the Platypus. Ah, could have sworn it was gonna be a raven. And I was like, What? No. I cannot believe they just made an Edgar Allan Poe joke in the middle of their podcast. Or of podcast. That's what we're doing. In the middle of the cartoon. And that's really where I fell in love with it, because it really identified with like I could tell that it was there was an intellect to the joke that was just funny on so many different levels. And the way I always appreciate cartoons that can layer things really well um, and make it like something that you can enjoy as 
like an activity together and everybody's laughing because we're all laughing at different jokes and all these different things. And I don't know, man, it just, I almost didn't put this one on the list. I almost swapped it out with uh, one of my honorable mentions and it was really difficult, but this is just so good. Before we move on, can you please just, for those of us who have not seen the show, attempt to your very best ability, the sounds that a platypus makes when entering and exiting their lair. This is for the audience. This is not for me. I promise. It's a selfless request. I, I don't know if I can do it right now. Hold on. I know what you're trying to make me do. He's he's chugging water to prepare. Yeah, because you gotta go like that. Oh, the, oh, so he like makes this little like rumbling noise. <laughs> oh, and he goes. Oh. But it's different than that. He goes. Oh. I think it's more like that last one. That's that's a lot of. Uh, in, it was like interesting that. That was and really where easily it was misunderstood sounds. So I'm going to go ahead and move on for the sake of keeping this yeah. PG. So as you guys can imagine, we're going to try to not expose on my 10th cartoon because the number one is more important. So maybe I'll spend less time talking at people and we'll have some more conversation after this. Not, you know, um, this, but I want to hear it's your infinite. So Let's, if we have to come back and revisit this topic years down the line, we can always do that too. Or months that's down the line because we yeah. love cartoons. We'll probably run out of things to talk about in like, I don't know, the first four or five episodes. <laughs> it wasn't infinite so after all. I want oh, you know. I want you guys to join us episode six for our top 10 favorite cartoons. <laughs> well, it's going to be really we'll be right here. It'll be next month. Happy Thanksgiving. You're welcome. My number 10 is a weird nineties cartoon, uh, ran in the mid nineties. It's called biker mice from Mars. And this show was out of control. The bad guy was an alien fish. Um, and the good guys were three, mice anthropomorphic mice who were bikers and so they were like leather and, and riding it's a little too on the nose for me yeah the the title really does a good job of setting up the story i for like you. my titles with some nuance <laughs> you know and the catchphrase for the show is in this wild and woolly universe there's only three things you can count on your brains your bros and your bikes and all they did their their airship crashed in the Chicago stadium. So they ate hot dogs, drank root beer and foiled this bad guy. And I think what was fun about the show for me at the time was just that like the bad guy's power, like his evilness was his access to resources. And I think if you look through a lot of villains and stuff like in mighty Morphin power Rangers or whatever, a lot of times the bad guys have tools or equipment that the good guys don't. And in this case it was money and I remember being really struck by how much you could do, even as a kid, how much you could do as a bad guy with access to an almost limitless amount of money. So would you say he is the like evil version of Batman then? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah. He's got an evil it's scientist. Time we have one of yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. He's got an evil scientist minion who makes bad guys for him, and there's a villain of the week every week. Oh. And it's, it's it's all so more like very Rita. ridiculous. Yeah, a little bit. But there's definitely a little <laughs> bit of Power Rangers going on. Um, but he has yeah. to wear a mask while he's in his job, and so you know he's really angry when at the end of every episode the good guys pull off his mask, exposing the horrible monster underneath the slick, oily exterior. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Man, I love this cartoon so much. I didn't get to watch it nearly as often as I wanted to, but like it was always one of those that I was I always found every so often was oh yeah, mm -hmm. okay. 
uh-huh this is everything i want in a cartoon it has like and it just is so metal it it's really so is good. it's so fun yeah but self-aware like it doesn't take a tough suit seriously. Oh, yeah. it's not grungy or anything <laughs> um so speaking of grungy oh, man see you did that on purpose i, I know you I didn't did. i don't remember yours um <laughs> so my ninth is hey arnold wow that's and, a good um, one. I know. Man, this cartoon, it's just, I watched so much of this, and I was just, <laughs> speaking of, I was at another concert, the, not the Caravan Palace, but I was at a concert uh, for a band called Whitney, and I, had, I was wearing flannel, so I took it off, and I tied it around my waist, and I pulled it tight, and I was just like, this reminds me of Arnold, and I thought about that, because it took, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just so good what a cool kid i mean and the fact that the like the aesthetics of the city were based off of seattle portland and new york i just i, I loved it so much and it was just kind of the mellow chill cartoon that like like i mean you could t- even say kind of shaped like that aspect of my personality a little bit you know wow. where it's like I mean, because, like, that cartoon has such a vibe of, like, my chill personality. It's like, yeah, sure. And Arnold's kind of like, okay, yeah, let's, you got to help, you know? And then he has his pet Abner, like, dude, it's so good. And his grandparents are these crazy hippies, I think. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Like, and he's, they're wearing, like, this weird house with, like, all these different interesting people. And the roof of his bedroom is a skylight. Yeah. He listens to jazz music on purpose. I know. Yeah. He saves a turtle. Uh, it took me until I was like 19 years old to realize that he wasn't wearing like a kilt. <laughs> I don't think I like, I don't think I ever like realized it watching. I think I had to be told yeah. like on like the internet and be like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. That, that does make sense. Yeah. There's a lot of things like that in cartoons where like, Oh, that's what that's supposed to be. That's weird. And there's so like I love those kind and of things. And as a kid, you just go with it, right? You're like, there's so much of this world that I don't understand. That's fine. This is fine. Yeah. We'll figure it out sometime. <laughs> All right. My number nine is Gundam Wing. I was a kid Ooh. who came home to Toonami religiously every day after elementary school. I was plopped down in front of the TV watching Toonami. I watched Tom. And Tom too, and it was just a glorious experience. And Gundam Wing for me was really exciting because one giant space mech battles, like how is it not cool? And yeah. it's paced well. It's I mean, like, always Evangelion, but you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so what I liked about it was the fact that it was tackling these big picture issues. Right? It was basically it boiled down to can pacifism work. And it's like, you know, in wartime, is pacifism a viable option? And so they tackle this issue and it's all these people doing what they think is right and people against each other doing what they think is right. And it really helped to expand my understanding of the relativity of perspective and people's experiences and the values of their cultures and their histories that shape who they are in a world with other people with similar backstories. And you tie that all up. It's a space opera and you'll see, I've got a couple more on the list. So (laughs) I definitely have a genre of fish. 
efficiency, aficionado. I don't think that's the right word. Uh, yeah, I'm really normally pretty good with words, and that was not a good one. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, I, I have an affinity for it. There we go. Nailed it. Third time's a charm. I have an affinity for space operas, and that was definitely one of the more epic ones. Um, that I, man, I've always really wanted to watch Gundam, but I've never really gotten around to it. Um, it's really hard to find, and I think part of the reason I can't watch Gundam is because of a personality flaw that I have of having to like start at the beginning of something. I really don't like watching like a one-off story before I watch. Like, I watch or like read the original. I just, I just like so like all of these. Gundam cartoons that are also very good but just came out 20 years after the original that are currently available to me and are self-contained stories I have a hard time watching because I I just have to watch the beginning first and I'm not going to pay like $90 for a disc of anime you know well that's your prerogative I've always missed Gundam so I replaced Gundam with Evangelion um and other giant space robots and giant creatures like Attack on yeah. Titan and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So Transformers. Yeah. We will talk so. about that later. Oh, you see, man, that's that's uh, no what's, foreshadowing. What's your number eight? I don't. I don't want to tell you my number eight anymore. I don't think. I'm just kind of done with 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 the list for a while. I'm gonna skip my eight and go to seven. <laughs> number eight is so important to me. I should have put this higher on the list, and it's because you can it's, do a it's, last minute change up. You can bump it up. Give it a little. Give it a little. Oh, I can do that. Can't I? Bump. I thought about yeah. doing that. Is making an instant change today. Can I go back to my ten and swap that out? Actually, um, my number eight is Scooby Doo, <laughs> and it's just. It's just so good. <laughs> it's good because I think the reason I liked Scooby-Doo when I was a child, um, and I have come to find out that this is how I value my time. I break my time off into hours. I don't know if other people do this where they value the time on versus like a piece of one piece of media. So, for example, if I'm deciding between whether I'm going to watch two episodes of Futurama or one episode of Carnival Row, I'll probably, and I only have one hour. I don't have two hours. I'll probably pick Futurama because I can get two things done versus that one. That is madness. And we need to discuss that at some point. But your <laughs> psychological flaws are not the subject of today's show. So we'll table that for now. Make a note. No, there are a lot of the things that we're talking about today is probably reasons yeah. for this. So Scooby Doo was a 45 minute cartoon with a few commercial breaks. And normal cartoons are like eight minutes long. So you got this like awesome story and this length of time that you don't normally see in cartoons. And I always loved just like popping on Scooby Doo every night and just, you know, two, they usually run two episodes at a time. Sometimes they run Where Are You Scooby Doo? Sometimes they run The Scooby Doo Show or What's New Scooby Doo? Kind of just depends. And so I just. Everything about that is just so good. And then the later episodes, they start becoming self-aware, and it's wonderful. Every single episode early on in Scooby-Doo, they bribe Scooby and Shaggy to get... Uh, they use them as baits to capture the monster, and they use uh, Scooby Snack to brag them, or to brag them, to bait them. And later on in <laughs> What's New Scooby-Doo, they're walking out, and then, you know, Freddy's just like... Scooby and Shaggy, we're going to use it. And Shaggy's was like, no, what, Fred? Why don't you just give me the Scooby snack now? I'm going to, like, 
I'm not going to complain, and we'll just kind of skip the whole thing. And they just start like, and they do this over and over again with all like a bunch of different jokes. Fred becomes the trap guy, <laughs> and he gets self like obsessed because he like, ooh, I'm the guy who sets the traps. So there's like, a whole episode around somebody else setting traps, and he hates it. It's <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, it's and I never realized that that the animation was so poor compared to some of the Disney and like Warner Brothers cartoons of old. Um, until I was until somebody actually pointed it out to me, and then it just made it yeah. way better because that's still bad. Like the animation is still not good; it's still bad, and it's so it's the good. branding, right? Yeah. And that's part of like that's Hanna yeah. Barbera, like Jetsons. Um, yeah, absolutely. Johnny Quest, those cartoons, that shark thing. Yeah, there were. It was ridiculous. My number eight is Dexter's Laboratory. Ooh. We're going to break cartoon, into the cartoon, cartoon cartoons here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is the only one of them all that made my list. I enjoyed them all for various reasons, except I Am Weasel and... Um, but isn't... I thought I Am Weasel and I Are Baboon are... I thought that was not like a self... Like, I thought that was just a cartoon He got his own inside. show later on. It was initially its own micro show inside uh, Cow and okay. Chicken. And then they... Kind of like Secret Squirrel, maybe? Off. Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah. Um, Dexter's lab was just a blast. It was always so fun. I loved that he was his own foil and that his ambitions were always being ruined by, they set it up to seem like his sister was ruining his things, but in reality, his own ego would often ruin the thing. And instead of trying to fix the thing or make life easier, he, he would get so worked up and so angry that he would foil himself um, and so that was always enjoyable to watch. It felt like very therapeutic to be able to sit there <laughs> and watch this boy genius blow up his laboratory yeah. every day because his sister touched something that he didn't want her to. And that show informed me a lot just about like the, the wonder of like creativity and creation. And the fact that yeah. like, if you work at something, you can make something that didn't exist before. And that was always pretty special for me to see. I I agree with everything you just said, um, except for it wasn't like as special to me as it was to you. That's the part I don't agree with. But um, it was I I think I'm kind of realizing that some cartoons I just watched a lot because they happen to be on TV, and I think Dexter's Labor- Laboratory is one of those. Mm-hmm. It was on a lot, like more than the and others. It was for just some on reason. a lot, and I th- I mean I I watched it and I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was awesome. But yeah. like, it didn't touch. I don't even think I remembered it when I was creating my cartoons list, which was weird. Um, How dare you, sir? I know. And so, um, it's probably because I don't like cheese omelets. So, and it's just so bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those people who, um, if you make a joke 10 times i'll think it's funny and then on the 50th time i'll think it's the funniest thing ever i mean yeah especially if you make it over and over there's like some people that can do it really well like mike myers but like other people who can't and i thought that was just eight minutes of something i did not want (laughs) and it wasn't even the first time i watched it i was like okay but i think maybe the problem is not self-contained in the cartoon itself but more in the fact that i had watched it a lot so and that was one they probably looked like syndicated Mm -hmm. so it just kept going over and over and over again um because you i probably saw that cartoon that specific one when i was watching dexter's was probably like i don't know you'd see at least once a week maybe twice (laughs) 
So wild. that's probably what happened. You're right. It's probably not that I didn't like it. It's probably my fault. It usually is. That's okay. We're all fallible. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Number seven. Speaking of cartoons that were on all the time and are still on, and they're still making new cartoons, is SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. And, uh, man, I... I don't think I, I think SpongeBob was a late addition, but it made my number seven because it was one of those like, oh, yeah, I have to add this. This is something that like I spent so much time watching. This and Fairy Odd Parents are my two like main Nickelodeon cartoon that I watched so, so much of. And it's f- great because when you're younger, you really, really like SpongeBob and he's just amazing. And it's not until you watch it when you're older, after you get out of college and have a job and you start identifying with Squidward way more than you do <laughs> with, with SpongeBob. And you're like, yeah, that person who, who's at work and is happy as SpongeBob is annoying. That's very true. I, I agree with you, Squidward. Um, I think I also attribute SpongeBob to probably one of my deepest, heartiest laughs I have ever had. And it's early on in SpongeBob's life as a cartoon. And it's when Squidward, and this is great because this absolutely happens as an adult. You get so like set in your ways and staunch that you just adamantly think you hate things. <laughs> and then you try something for the first time and you overindulge and just can't like get enough of it. So <laughs> that is what happened to Squidward this episode when he tries Krabby Patties for the first time. And he, he worked at the a best burger part of the joint episode and hadn't when, eaten burgers. Yeah, this is true. It's happening. You know, he plays clarinet, you know, it tracks. So if it's just like SpongeBob looked at him and he's like, you haven't tried a Krabby Patty? So he makes one for him and goes and makes it and like gives it to him. And like Squidward obviously... Yeah, shoves it off and then he eventually eats it and then like he tries to hide the fact that he loves Krabby Patties <laughs> and he starts like gobbling them down and then Spongebob finds out and he looks at him and he just kind of looks up at, at Squidward with his like eyes and he's like you like Krabby Patties don't you and his face moves from like a normal position to the very like top like eighth of his head <laughs> and like his whole face is self like contained in that little space <laughs> and I don't think I've laughed harder at a cartoon Maybe maybe later on in the show I'll talk about one of my favorite episodes for number like I think my number th- four, five or six. I think actually maybe it's after this. Anyways, um, oh man, SpongeBob is great. Um, it's so good. It's an I interesting it. trend that most of yours are uh, like comedies, and most of mine so far are not. <laughs> like I guess Dexter's Lab was. I don't see that happening. Yeah. Um, All right. My number seven was Samurai Jack. <laughs> oh, that's that's a comedy, right? I don't Definitely. think. Barrel yeah. of Monkeys every day. Yeah, this was an amazing show because it got canceled before it, it got to finish. And, it, you know, the more I think about it, the more it typifies the hero's journey in the show because the idea is that Jack has this mission and he if he had just like if he would just go do it. Um, then it would get done, but he always gets wrapped up in the problems and needs of others. And so every episode he's on his way to do something for himself, needs to do something for someone else and does that instead and winds up like helping individuals, families, entire villages, um, and then like resumes his journey. And so it's, it's just, it's a very, um, 
powerful nod to the samurai period in Japanese filmmaking. Um, and I'm forgetting the director's name right now, and it's going to kill me. So I have to look this up right quick. Bear with me. Um, no, while you look it up, I'll talk about Samurai Jack and my love story of this. Um, it is something that I'm glad you have on your list because I, I actually – it's one of those that I always forget exists. But when I remember, I always want to go back and watch it because my older brother watched a little bit of it. And I don't think he ever finished it because we weren't really good at paying attention to when cartoons were on TV. And I didn't realize they were on the same time every like week or whatever their channels were. Mm-hmm. So I always miss Samurai Jack. So I'd catch episodes. And I'm like, wow, that looks so cool. And then I'd like, you know, start playing Mario Kart or GoldenEye or like Zelda or like maybe like watch SportsCenter and just completely forget about when it was on. <laughs> so I never got around to Samurai Jack as much as I wanted to, but I think I should go back and watch it. You owe think it to yourself. It. it really, I yeah. think it's aged well. Um, the director I was thinking of, I'm so embarrassed. I didn't know this off the top of my head tonight. Bear with me, folks. I haven't had a lot of caffeine today. Um, it's Akira Kurosawa. Oh, what? Yeah. And there's a lot of influence from him and his stories about the Ronin and the samurai. Yeah. And their efforts to help villages and villagers and like alleviate local and regional problems instead of addressing major issues. Uh, and that was a, a prominent um, it, metaphor and uh, analogy, I guess, is the word in both um, <laughs> common parallel. Um, that's that's great, dude. I, I man, I love Samurai Jack. I think it's one of those shows too that I always like, like thought I would really enjoy, but never got around to it. Uh, but I didn't like, I always like listening to you talk about your cartoons and stuff and like narrative stuff. Cause then like, I can always look at it. It's like, Oh yeah, that is what it's about. I just thought it looked cool. <laughs> well, it does both, is, which is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my next cartoon, I keep on losing my list cause I want to see your face. Um, Oh yes. This is number six. We're moving along very fast folks. Um, and this, this, <laughs> So this next one was introduced to me as a very young age, and I never really got into it until I got into maybe 28, 29, I think is when I started watching it. So only a couple of years ago. Um, Man, I just like, I like South Park so much. It's just so good. South Park is my number six, and I just feel like (laughs) it just, I just was watching, I was watching it last night, and we were watching the episode... Um, the more recent episode of when Randy and all his friends are in a witch club. I, I don't know either of those episodes. I'm not nearly as up to date on South Park as oh. you are. Um, well, you for know, reasons well, you that I'll what? talk about later in the sort of footnotes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I like that you're calling it footnotes. Are we going to, is that because you typed it out with your feet? Uh, no, that's because I watch another great, listen to watch a podcast, get out of town. I listen to another great podcast that uses that as the sort of in between episodes, um, between their like mythos podcasts. They'll have little footnotes episodes to kind of like fill the time and pad their number of episodes every season. Oh, sounds like something we should do. Yeah, I'm done. Oh, cool. See that guys progress. You're getting footnotes. We're going to call something different though, because, uh, you know, respect. Um, yeah, I like a town that is perpetually in the snow. I think that's my favorite part about the show. Um, if I, I snow, as you know, 
but you guys will soon find out is one of my favorite things. Um, things become instantly better when they're in the snow. Video games, movies, cartoons. Everything is better when it's in, set in the snow. I love that kind of wintry setting. So the fact that South Park is always snowy is just so great. And the fact that they do such a great job of not being afraid to tackle issues that I think are really important. And sometimes I feel like they can get in their way from themselves. But overall, I feel like they do a great job of adding humor in to all their stuff. And I've just... I've enjoyed everything so much and I hate coming to it at such a late stage because I found myself (laughs) talking like in all those little voices that like Cartman does and Timmy and all these different things that I want to say that I should have said to my friends 20 years ago, but I'm now finding out that I like him at 29. So I'm walking around thinking things are the like most hilarious thing and I want to like reference them all the time and nobody think it's funny anymore. So I'm just sitting here just like... I missed it, didn't I? I'm this is what it feels Aaron. like. No one gets my jokes. Yeah, I know. And if you can't make somebody laugh, like, I mean, I don't know what happens. You get by. You find other other ways to make people like you. <laughs> As someone who's who's in general not particularly funny, you find other tools. You make it work. <laughs> um, what's your What's your next one? Number six is Dragon Ball Z, baby. Ooh. More tsunami. I we're getting into could it. Could not get enough. Um, Ooh, I have a question. When you have a chance, sir. Yeah, and this for me, this show was really about the escalation of challenge. The fact that, like, no matter how successful the protagonists were, there was always another challenge in line that was tougher than their previous challenge, and so no matter how hard they train no matter how well they performed they could always do better and that was something that i truly appreciated about this show and they kept me coming back was because there was a lot of like there's a lot of growth and a lot of self-reflection that had to happen for these characters to like be willing to wade into this over and over and over again and i really enjoyed that aspect of it also the world you know akira toriyama oh, is just like it's so beautiful it's so fun like there's just <sighs> that you know that cartoony joyfulness that you get sitting down to watch saturday morning cartoons that's still in dragon ball z yeah and absolutely i love that about it have you caught up caught up, been keeping up with super at all nope yeah i haven't either no i liked the long um, version why would i watch the short one no, that's Kai. Oh. Super's a whole new series then i haven't even been, nope i'll go do that yeah i'm going there's, right now goodbye Look into it. So there's Max. We're going to talk about the rest of my <laughs> list. Um, my number five is um, I love I'm just I'm actually currently watching Dragon Ball Z. So I'm really glad you have it on the list because I have things to say about it. I do not find it bad. It's so good. I love it so much. Um, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z is just one of those. You guys will find out that this is a pattern in my younger cartoon watching ages of not understanding when things are on TV, as we talked about previously. But Dragon Ball Z was particularly bad because they just decided that they were just going to reset three quarters of the way through the series. So not only could I not find the TV show, when I did find it and could kind of watch it and catch up with the series, I'd get to partly where they would finish a fight and they would just start over again. And I don't understand why that happened. Um, yeah, that's why 
I never finished it. So I, st- I, I, fa- I saw Gohan fight and beat one person, and that's it. It's um, heartbreaking. I'm sorry for But you. I am on episode 40 right now. They just finished Vegeta, and um, it's really interesting watching a show like this, having seen later episodes and understanding mm-hmm. who becomes good and who does not. And I really loved that about Dragon Ball when I watched it. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that one later. And um, because knowing how Piccolo ends up, like, it's so interesting to just watch that journey, especially at the beginning of Z. Um, yeah, it was fantastic, man. That's a good choice. I think that's my favorite one that you've picked so far. Well, yeah, because it's highest on the list. <laughs> No, it's not true. There's other cartoons that I could have enjoyed more that were lower on your list than you enjoyed them. No. That's how things work. (laughs) The Simpsons. Uh, Let me tell you about these guys. Man, you're really going for the heavy hitters here, aren't you? No, I don't think so. Um, Listen, let me tell you something. I like things that are popular. I'm going to say it (laughs) most of the time. How dare you? Things that are popular are good. Can I be a stickler for language right quick and ask that we reverse that phrase you just said? So instead of saying, I like things that are popular because they're good. Can we say instead, I like things that are good because they are popular. I like things that are good because they are popular. Because the popularity is what brings them to your attention. That's way better. You're right. We should say that. (sighs) Lessons. Um, Sorry, I interrupted. No, it's fine. It's not like I have never talked about this before. So, um, man, I just feel like The Simpsons early on. So a couple of years ago, I decided that um, I wanted I had some free time because the girl I was seeing at the time worked um, opposite schedule. So we had one day off together. So I had an entire day off to just kind of do what I wanted. Um, and then she would also work waterfall schedules and I was pretty much an eight to five. So there'd be a lot of nights where I would just have off that we weren't hanging out. Mm-hmm. So I decided to fill my time when I was playing Madden to also watch the Simpsons. And like, I've never seen this. I like cartoons a lot. I should probably go through all these. I think this is probably a cornerstone of like the culture. So I probably should absorb what this is. And I instantly fell in love with it. And you absolutely should watch The Simpsons from the very beginning if you're trying to get into them. Because it just was this... Man, Homer was just this guy that was just taking care of his family. And they just had problems like everybody did. Mm-hmm. But it was also funny. And it also was... I just... I just thought I loved that part about it. Um, and the fact that I've never been alive where the Simpsons hadn't existed in the world. So I'm not sure That's what I'm going to do when, think about. when they, when they start. Cause I mean, we can see other things, you know, like obviously law and order has been around or whatever since we've been alive, but like, the Simpsons, like, that's going to be so weird when that disappears. I don't even know um, what's going to happen. Something else will have to take its place. Or they'll just start over with a new cast and reinvent the characters and do it again. Because this was yeah. obviously a very successful formula. They should do that again. And just call it Simpsons 2. Or call it The Simpsons 1 and do what Microsoft did. Um, what's yours? I'm curious now. I need to know where your mind is going. My number five yeah. is Captain Planet. We're going back to weird 90s shows, Ooh. man. Yeah. Yeah. I 
Do you- always had just such an affection for these weird out there shows. Um, things like Street Sharks and Godzilla, <laughs> yeah. the animated series, oh, like the man. weird stuff that really didn't deserve to be on television. Um, King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table where a bunch of football players from a high school are on a bus and like it gets teleported back in history or whatever. Like there's some weird stuff out there. Um, and Captain Planet was one of those things and I adored it because it was very early on in my life. I was watching this maybe when I was like five or six, like it was earlier. And what I loved about it was the clarity of good and evil. That was a very new concept for me at the time. And so having these, this beacon of positivity and potential for good was really powerful to me. And the notion that this beacon could be brought about by the combined efforts of very disparate and disagreeable humans was really um, formative for me. The notion that, you know, people who don't always agree on everything can come together Mm -hmm. to do something better for everybody. And that was always really powerful to me. And the villains in the show were ridiculous too. Um, (laughs) Silly, silly recurring villains are just my Achilles heel when it comes to cartoons. Yeah. Um, I really liked, uh, they had like loot and plunder was one guy. Um, Duke (laughs) Nukem, Duke Nukem was another, he looked like the thing from the fantastic four with like a Hawaiian shirt and red swim trunks. Duke Nukem. Yeah. No relation to Duke. No weird yeah it may have been something else um what's your what's yours i will i will go look that up while you do that um did you do well, captain planet my, ever my favorite captain planet was uh my favorite good guy was fire um because he was cool oh yeah wheeler wheeler I liked him a lot. I don't remember a lot about that show. That show was something my older brother watched more than I did, and I caught it when he was watching it. Because you're right, we were about four and five when it was on. Mm-hmm. So my older brother was eight or eight or nine when that would have been happening, which would have been perfect for him. So I don't remember a whole lot of it, but obviously it's such a cornerstone of our childhood because everybody our age knows what Captain Planet and who he is like. Water, earth, earth, fire, wind, water, heart. <laughs> Come on, no, I'm gonna say it the way I want to because I like the way it sounds more. All right, number four. Oh, so soon. Um, number four. You know what? It's a space opera. I think you're gonna like it. It's Cowboy Bebop. Uh, yeah. I'm so glad someone finally mentioned it. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to table that conversation because I will mention it later. No tables. All right. Okay. Desk um, so it. That then. means you're up again. You double double duty. I'm Number doing four. what I can. I just you know I like to run this thing. I see what you did here. Yeah. You placed it there on. You, I, I know what you did. did. I did. You're I like, just, just want to go twice. You don't podcast. even have Cowboy Bebop on your list. You're just gonna fake it. <laughs> Number four for me is actually another space opera. It's Outlaw Star. <laughs> and this was a tsunami thing later on in tsunami when they were running some other interesting shows like once DBZ and Gundam had wrapped up. Um. And Outlaw Star was really fun to me because the 
the protagonists were sort of this hodgepodge group. This was around the same time I started playing Final Fantasy VII. And like the idea that this like group of people who don't know each other very well have this shared goal and work together. I'm sounding redundant here. Um, but the protagonist was fun because he was very much um, an anti-hero. He was selfish and um, rude and dismissive and ambitious and the whole story happens because he steals a spaceship you know that's like how it kicks off um and it's just a lot of fun because he's like a bounty hunter and then he steals a spaceship and then he's bounty hunting in space and it's crazy and the crew he collects in his adventures and the the lessons he learns and the people he meets um was just really fun to me it was really out there it was like edgier sci-fi than i was used to um it was harder in a lot of ways too because they talked a lot about um a lot of the physics and the science behind what was happening trying to like justify it and i'm no scientist so anything Mm. they said would have worked on me um but i really enjoyed that they attempted to kind of build that world and build that universe and make it consistent it always felt like a lot of fun do you know outlaw star is currently available on hulu I will be watching that. I back. did not. And I am also going to go do that. Except yes. I can't because Hulu isn't supported on Vizio smart TVs as of August of this year. That's so stupid. Yep. Is HBO still not so supported? No, HBO is. HBO okay. is on there. Did you guys get into my account finally or are you using no, somebody else's? No, we got onto it through Amazon. Oh, cool. Yeah. The BOGO. The BOGO. Nice. Yeah. Number three. Number three. Oh, we're getting to the heavies. Top three people. This is where it gets serious. All these other cartoons we don't really like. Buckle in. It's it's just these three ones. Um, mine is very. Mine you could say is the child to your to your Goku. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, except for not. But man, Dragon Ball No Z. We're gonna leave that out of it for this time. It is just, and I think this is where Max and I diverge, and where like this is why we like wanted to come together for everybody, because Max likes Dragon Ball Z, and I like Dragon Ball, and we still love the other one. It's just that those aren't on our top ten, and it's because Dragon Ball is just that fun, whimsical, like comedy. It's more my style. It's lighthearted. It doesn't get like as serious as Dragon Ball Z does. I can just watch it and like have a good time. I really, really like. Like, and I think they're missing currently in our in the movies that are coming out. I really like those old like '90s, early 2000s, just straight up. I don't want to say like necessarily family films, but they they were in that PG's light PG thirteen genre of just fun, simple movies that you can pop on with anybody. Mm-hmm. Like Disney's The Sorcerer's Apprentice with Nicolas Cage. I love that movie. It's so just like fun. Like it doesn't have to be any serious. It's not trying to be anything really important. It's just a fun family movie. <laughs> that movie is far more fun than it deserves to be. That is absolutely correct. It is. Absolutely. And like the first Percy Jackson, I like that one mm-hmm. a lot. I just there's a lot of like I don't really find a lot of those movies out right now. And maybe that's because I'm not searching for them as hard. But this is that's kind of where Dragon Ball a lot like falls for me, where there's there's definitely some stakes, but it's very much so just a fun adventure or an adventure, if, if you will. It's just, <laughs> yeah. 
I, and I love it. And I, I, I want to say it is it's partly your your fault that I love Dragon Ball so much because I don't think we I started it before I came over that that one week, but we watched so much of it. We watched the first fight, like the first tournament together, mm-hmm. and that was it was beautiful. It was a beautiful day. Yeah, and it was during the winter. It was cold. I'm pretty sure there was snow on the ground. So a bonding experience. Yeah. Yep. My number three is in the opposite direction. Um, Western cartoon. Um, very weird. And um, definitely um, had more serious tones, actually, did, the more I think about it and reflect on it. Number three for me is Transformers. Theme song by Danny Elfman, in case you didn't know. I didn't. Yeah, that's always fun. Um, I love Transformers just because it was such a novelty thing for me at the time. Like with Captain Planet, I was still very early in my cartoon experience. And the Transformers were neat. Like I was still at that phase where I liked vehicles. Like I loved trucks. I loved cars. And so having neat trucks and cars that also transformed into giant fighting robots that were trying to protect humanity was so cool. I couldn't handle it. And the toys, I know it was entirely designed to sell toys, but man, did that show birth some beautiful toys like the die cast, like custom made, like detailed Mm-hmm. toys that you can find of yeah. this show are breathtaking they really are like little works of art um and it worked on me like i loved it i loved everything from the cartoon to the toys to the crappy little toys that you would get at mcdonald's in your happy meal where you like you, you fold one thing and it transforms from a car to a robot like and that was enough for me i was like this is incredible this is so neat i think it we was, had so many generation one toys yeah it was amazing. Yeah. We got so lucky. We got them handy down and it was just like, we didn't know what we had. And I wish we did. I don't know where they went. There are some toys that disappeared from my house that are very important toys that probably shouldn't have disappeared because they are things you can't really find anymore Yeah, that I can't find. And I don't think they exist. I think somebody gave them to Goodwill. I don't know who it no, was. Or some <laughs> friend came to visit and saw them and nabbed them and is now babysitting your toys for you. Yeah, I'm okay with that too. I'd rather have that than somebody giving to goodwill. Um, yeah, I recently also tried to watch Transformers. How, and how got recently? Through five, I got through, like a couple years ago. Mm. I got through five episodes, and it was tough. Um, but I think the thing that they nailed more than any other show and cartoon has ever nailed in all of history is the best sound clip. That you can ever, ever have. You instantly know what that is. Mm-hmm. You're never going to... like That is something that's ingrained in your mind, and it's so cool. That's why I like Transformers, is because they were really cool. Transformers are one of my favorite properties, too. Yeah. It's I love Transformers. Very much. Um, I prefer um, Voltron slightly, kind of. It's an interesting topic, but I think I prefer the Voltron cast fig i had all the voltron like toys i also got those hand-me-down like the like the original voltron ones i like cats a lot though so yeah and and if we're gonna get into like the the robot combining robots genre of like anime that's a whole other show as well oh yeah because you've got stuff like uh what's that robo one that we talked about robotech robotech you've got um like um 
Big O, you've got Voltron, you've got Power Rangers, yeah, you've got um, Hot Wheels. Who's the Who's the one? Power Man, I think is his name. Ultraman. Um, Ultraman. That one. He has some of them. Um, there's a lot, there, and there's like dozens that I'm not thinking of because I'm not familiar with the Japanese did names, you, and that's like all they had. Go Shogun. That ever, was one of them. Oh yeah. Um, did you ever watch the Netflix documentary, The Toys That Made Us? I watched a couple episodes with you, and cool. I was not riveted i would much rather have watched the ips the intellectual properties that the the toys were based around than watch the show because all the show made me want to do is go back and watch the shows they were about <laughs> that's funny that's interesting i really liked them um so you're wrong but my number two is oh this is it guys i can finally tell you what i'm watching it's just been on loop this entire time I'm watching Looney Tunes mm, and this was very close to be my number one, but I had to put my number one where my number one needed to be. Yeah. Um, I'm currently watching uh, Road Runger, 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 <laughs> the coyote and the bird. Um, I'm watching that one and man, Looney Tunes is just, I, I can watch them anytime. It's, I think it, and it's one of those that was such a delight to come on when you were a child. And I really liked and interesting how like there's a character for every single age and they're just so clever and they just hit my style of humor, especially bugs um, that there's just something about them that I really like. And the fact that, that everything is based upon music. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't get enough. And there's, yeah. Do you have a favorite episode? Cause I mean, there's like thousands. Yeah, I do. It's rabbit of Seville. <laughs> a classic. And, yeah. I think other than, um, that point in SpongeBob where he raises his face, this is another point in cartoon history. That is really good. When Bugs Bunny is on top of Elmer Fudd and he's just rubbing his head all massage like and looks over and breaks the fourth wall. It's just so great. <laughs> Gets me every single time. Um, I may have, yeah, I probably watch it as soon as we hang up here. I'm probably going to watch it. I respect that. Yeah. yeah. That's actually at the top of my honorable mentions was Looney Tunes just because of how, how broadly they reached, right? They went mm -hmm. for years and years and years and they covered so much territory. Um, my favorite episodes were Daffy Robin Hood. Is that what it was called? Oh, yeah. I wrote it down. Robin Hood Daffy. <laughs> and that episode Pig is really, Tuck. really good. Uh, it's so funny. And then my yeah. other favorite is Duck Amuck, which is the one where Daffy has just the worst day in, of his life. And it's because the animator that day is Bugs Bunny. Oh, yes. That is so good. Those are good choices. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think it's amazing how much Looney Tunes... Uh, you've never seen before mm -hmm. probably um, because I'm watching through. So I have boomerang. I subscribe to the old cartoons um, as you guys may have guessed so far. No way. Um, it has Scooby-Doo and Looney Tunes on it, like two top tens and also has wacky races, which I really wanted to put on my top 10 because it qualifies as, as one of my favorite cartoons, but that cartoon is, you have to be in a very particular state of mind to find that, extremely funny mm. and you're not always there. Nope. So I totally get that. Um, but, uh, I was just looking at 
I was trying to figure out what I was going to play during our podcast tonight, and I saw Looney Tunes. Like, yeah, that sounds good. Number two on the list. We'll go with that. Why the Coyote and Roadrunner have like four different like pages, five pages of just their cartoons, and there's like twenty episodes per page. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. It's they're so vast and they're all great and. I don't know. It's just, there's something also about, and this comes into what kind of movies I like. This is why I like Scooby-Doo, but I kind of just something to, I just appreciate the repetitiveness of the, the jokes that they use and the, like the clever ways they find the, to do the exact same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's why I like a, all the Roger Moore movies. They find a rhythm. Yeah. Uh, it's it good. Yeah. That expectation is nice. Um, which is a nice segue into my number two, because there was definitely a rhythm to that for the last, 20 years Uh, my number two is pokemon oh yeah and pokemon legitimately didn't know that was your number two yeah pokemon was something else man i was i was into pokemon i still am into pokemon i've been into pokemon since i was nine years old and it's just carried me through so much i loved drawing the monsters making up my own monsters and i think what was so impactful for me at those early episodes in the first season because i was watching those when they aired on tv as a kid and what was so meaningful for me about that was the fact that like he started this grand adventure that was going to probably last him the rest of his life and i've told basically everybody i know this but if there is a heaven i am i want it to be pokemon <laughs> oh yeah really that sounds great to be able to just live in the world of pokemon and absolutely go on adventures with pokemon forever that that would be fine with me that's that's my kind of heaven yeah i'm with you yeah and he finally became a league champion I, I know 20 years later yeah, and he didn't age a single day <laughs> spoilers sorry about that guys yeah but yeah, no, this is this is cultural news. This is important. If if you it weren't is. watching the new releases because you were worried about this story being spoiled, I do apologize. Yeah. But I do too. Also, you deserve to know because we all deserve to know. And yeah. he deserved it so much. Yeah. So anyway, that is the number twos. You want to go ahead and lead us off with number one, or do you yeah, want me to? Yeah, I think do I will. Number one. It's Batman. Uh, Specifically, Batman, the animated series, which if you didn't know, I'm pretty sure. Do you know who did the music for that? I'm pretty sure Danny Elfman also did the music for that. That's a good question. I'll fact check while you tell us a little bit about why this is your favorite cartoon of all time. It's just so. I think it's the only cartoon that I have. Well, first of all, Batman's my favorite hero, so that definitely plays into it a lot. Um, I like dark things, and the fact that Batman was my favorite hero, all the episodes were interesting, the voice acting was so amazing. Like, this is probably, other than maybe, I think, I mean, all of my cartoons, I think, are quality. But I think this one overall, the other ones, I like because I think it's legitimately just really, really good. You know, Mm -hmm. like the other ones all hit me because I think they're really funny and that kind of stuff. I think this one hits because 
it's just it's everything I like in stories. I like stories to be dark. I like the good guys to win. Sometimes I like the bad guys to lose. You know, sometimes I like the good the bad guys to win. You know, every once in a while you get a two part series where Batman didn't know what to do. I like it. He struggled. He had to figure stuff out. You know, and there's so many classic episodes that, um, it. <laughs> You know, man, really, it's it's almost like a self-contained MCU mm-hmm. on its own. I think that's why it's so good. It's because what DC allowed them to do in the animation is, is essentially create characters and create compelling stories. And th- Batman is not where – Batman would not be where it's at right now, I think, without the animated series. Absolutely. I, I think – I mean, I mean, it, it created – probably their favorite hench character of all time. Yeah. Um, in the Batman series, that's Harley Quinn. If you guys didn't know, she came from the Batman animated series. She was started there. Um, she's my favorite, other than Joker. Joker's my favorite. I'm pretty boring when it comes to things. I like, I like Batman and I like my favorite villain is the Joker. And my favorite hench person is the Joker's assistant. So, <laughs> you know, it's all there. Um, what really solidified it for me, I watched it again, uh, all the way through a couple of years ago. And, um, also I will be saving up and purchasing the Blu-ray versions of all these, hopefully sometime soon. Mm. And the episode that's called the gray ghost, and it's about Bruce Wayne watching a Batman type character, kind of more like the shadow on TV as a young child and then all this stuff happens and then he watches the gray ghost and it really imprints in on, on him mm-hmm. and definitely has an impact on what he becomes later on in life. And Adam West is the voice of the gray ghost in the cartoon. He meets him later on and they like solve a crime together and like fix an issue. And it's just, that'll always like, that'll always be my favorite Batman episode. Yeah. There were a lot that were just phenomenal. And I remember it's in my honorable mentions. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to make it top 10, but it, it tackled some really dark stuff for kids. Like this wasn't just Mm -hmm. your, your typical Saturday morning romp with, you know, dogs and people walking into signposts or whatever. Mice from Mars, you know? Yeah. No, it wasn't not at all. And I think that's why I really liked it Mm -hmm. because I think it did a really, really great job of making a show that kids can watch that introduces darker themes Mm -hmm. like police corruption appropriately, you know, I think it's yeah. Like Kevin Conroy. Mm -hmm. I mean, just come on. I mean, go back and watch the show, man. He, he uses the Batman voice as Batman, but mm-hmm. it's so good. It's like he has a Bruce Wayne voice and he has a Batman voice. And it's the most like suave Bruce Wayne I have ever seen. Like the those two Batmans and Bruce, like those two characters in that show are my favorite versions of each character, which is why I think the only other Bruce Wayne I think I may like more is like Mac, is Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne. But I still think I like the animated series Bruce Wayne and Batman the most. That's well, guys, we're almost done. This is it. This is the last top ten. Then we get to talk about the ones that don't really matter. So we'll, we won't spend as much time on those ones. We promise. But, but I want to hear it. I want to know what it is. All right, number one, my number one favorite cartoon of all time is Cowboy Bebop. Mm. 
yeah, it still puts a smile on my face. Yeah. It's such a special show. Yeah, it's incredible for so many reasons. The characters are incredible. The music is incredible. Every episode, for those of you who don't know, is built around a musical motif. And the the themes and the conversations and the story are all built around that idea. Um, and this is just an incredible story. And I love it because it's like you don't really even know who the main character is until halfway through. Right. Like you're busy, like learning about the adventures they're going on. And, and it's not just like fun everyday adventures like it's more adult themed right like the first episode is about a a drug smuggling couple who get busted and like one of them is like in their escape one of them gets shot and killed um and rather than risk being arrested and living without her they like they they choose another path and it's just like it's (laughs) really yeah dark but it's also really human in ways that a lot of cartoons don't let themselves be like there, there's a nuance to it and a psychological depth to it that I don't encounter often in storytelling and the characters are fun and there's lots of fun homages and nods. Um, and it's just an incredible, incredible show. If you haven't watched it, definitely go back and watch it. Um, Mm -hmm. and I know there are people who are going to be absolutely livid that this is my number one and Evangelion wasn't even in my <laughs> top 10 and we'll get, we'll, no. we'll talk about that as well. Yeah. Um, but this, this just, like I said, it's a space opera and I'm a sucker for those. Yeah. It's the only one we crossed over. So like, I'm so glad I reached your number one. Mm-hmm. It, I, I don't know. I remember texting you through my entire experience of watching it for the first time. When I was done with that, I need to go back and watch it again. I've seen it about one and a half times, and I'm going through it through. I'm going through it on uh, in English now instead of um, with subtitles. I prefer subtitles in Japanese. Mm-hmm. I think it's whichever way you get introduced to it. As I was introduced to it with subtitles, um, so it's hard for me to watch something different. But uh, I realized going through it with English, it really does allow you to see the visuals way better. And I think something as beautiful as Cowboy Bebop, it, it, as much as I don't honestly, I don't really like the English voice acting very much in that, it's still 100% worth it to watch it that way because I think you really get a picture of how amazing the animation is in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's really beautiful. It, it, it's like the fifth character, really. I mean... Other than, you know, Ayn and Faye. But. Yeah. And, and Corgis. Come on. It's so cute. They are. And They're the best dog. Period. Ed. Oh. Yeah. Um, <sighs> the series director, I just want to make a little note. The series director's name is Shinichiro Watanabe. And he also did Samurai Champloo, which Ooh, is. I just finished. The same concept, but with R&B instead yeah. of like blues music. Yep. And. In actuality, I finished Samurai Champloo two nights ago. I, I watched I the last few episodes. Adore that show. The opening theme song was in my head for at least two oh, and a half yeah. years. Back I in college, want more narrative in the show, and not uh, like towards the end. There was two filler episodes that I really didn't like because mm. they were kind of fantastical. 
because I wasn't ready for it. I yeah. think those episodes individually are awesome, but I wasn't like wanting that at the time. So I'm excited to go back and just watch them out of order because I think they'd be really awesome. Yep. And give them a fair shot. But yeah, Samuel I Shoot and Plea was amazing. It's um I didn't put it on my list even though I really enjoy it. My favorite Samuel I Shampoo episode by the way is the one with the beatboxing uh um <laughs> big guy who's yeah. like thinks he's awesome and like isn't and it's just like narrates his own fights and stuff. Yes, it's such a good episode and he is just this drunk wife like his like he's just this drunk husband to this mm-hmm. guy this girl like in the way that ends and he's just like okay come on honey let's go home uh it's so good so do we have like i know honorable mentions are next on the list do you have any sort of hierarchy to them because i actually separated mine out there um, were five I, that were originally in the top 10 that got pushed out as I, I know kind of my honorable mentions okay. that um also um everybody should vote on who's uh Top 10 is better. You can do that at, uh, you can't do it anywhere. This is the first episode. We don't have that set up yet. In the future, though, we may have something like that set up. For um, now, just vote with your heart. Yeah. And, and we'll feel it. We'll I know. know. Yeah. I'm feeling it right now, actually. Yeah. I, I am too. Good. It's fascinating. Um, so I have a few that I could tell you were going to be on my top 10, and I swapped out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't honestly really have that much of a hierarchy. Right before we get into Arnold mentions, I want to ask you a question. Okay. So I want you to tell me, and this is a question that I thought of because it happened to me all the time, but it's not, I can see it didn't happen to you as much. Um, though there was always cartoons that I really enjoy that I never seemed to be able to catch consistently, like, like street sharks, um, <laughs> which I love street sharks. Um, those are ridiculous mighty, mighty ducks, all those kind of cartoons. My, so were, were there anything that you just like never caught and you always wanted to, or you just couldn't, maybe it was the wrong time. I don't know. I think you understand the vibe of the question. Yeah. I think. The one show, there was one show growing up that I really felt like I wanted to get into and never had the opportunity to, and that was Mighty Max. And okay. it was because I was just a couple of years too late. Yeah. Um, but I, I, all my friends like who were a little older had toys of it and would like talk to me about it because my name was Max and they're like, oh my gosh, have you seen this show? And it looked like a lot of fun. Um but I never got into it. I never could find it. And it was kind of just like working its way off the air by the time I was even paying attention to the television. Was Mighty Max, it was like those little toys mm-hmm. that like came in like little mm-hmm. like pocket size things. Yep. And you'd get the like the dragon skull island with yeah. the, like the like half an inch tall Man, plastic figures. Do you remember the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon? That's on my honorable mentions. That, yeah. That cartoon awesome. is out of control. The Adventures it's, it's of Sonic also, the Hedgehog is what it was called. It was yeah. bonkers. <laughs> it was. Just I like, loved it. I it was a delight every single time I watched it. Uh-huh. My mystery cartoon that I never seemed to be able to catch but just um, was in love with was the uh, 90s, early 90s X-Men um, mm. uh, cartoons. See, I always watched that because that was like the last – cartoon on saturday morning before they rolled over to like live action stuff like saved by the bell and whatnot so that was always like the last hurrah and i didn't love it but i liked it i didn't i didn't not like it as much as i liked being in front of the tv (laughs) right yep 
that's 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 where some of these fall into. Yeah, X Men <laughs> is, is on my honorable mentions too. That because that series also tackled some really heavy stuff: acceptance and persecution and yeah. bullying and identity and like and they they jumped the shark, man. They're like, it's not just mutants against robots anymore. It's like there's interstellar like alien mm. beings, and, and it's much more consistent with what you see in the Marvel timeline now. Yeah. I um I'm excited because the entire series is coming to Disney Plus. So Disney Plus is insane. You know what else is going to be on Disney Plus that's in my honorable mentions? What? Gargoyles. Nice. Mm. See Gargoyles, this, I that's one of those that I think now I would just adore but I don't necessarily uh I never. I, I watched a lot of it, but I didn't think of it. Yeah. You know, which is weird. Yeah. Did you um, uh, Did you know that the guy who voiced Goliath was the guy from Community season six, uh, seasons five and six? I did not. Yeah, his name is David um, Charzer. Give me two seconds. I'm looking it up. Yeah, he's incredible. Well, while you do that, I'm just gonna kind of roll through some of my honorable mentions. Yeah, because I don't. I'm gonna just gonna so here was my top tiers that I thought about adding to my top ten, but just couldn't. Um, Timon and Pumbaa, mm-hmm. not on mine. A- Avatar: The Last Airbender. Mm, wow, I'm embarrassed. That isn't on mine at all. Um, Star Wars: Clone Wars, also not on mine. Um, Animaniacs, that was on mine. Yep. Bob's Burgers. I'm just going to go through my list. Actually, I wanted to put all these in my top ten. My honorable mentions were like eleven. Okay, that's like what I love all of these. Um, Rugrats, mm-hmm. Darkwing Duck, mm-hmm. Rocco's Modern Life. Nope. Uh, the Wild Thornberries. Nope. And my last one on my honorable mention: Beetlejuice. Interesting. Positively interesting. Beetlejuice is hilarious. Yeah, it was. That's more of a recent like trippy. I like it now because that's so funny. Yeah, it was nuts. So I had a sideboard. These are five that were originally in the top ten and got pushed out as I brainstormed more. Samurai Champloo mm-hmm. was up there. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep, was in there. Batman the Animated Series, Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex, and Gurren Lagann. Those were all cartoons that were serious contenders. I adored every single one of those franchises um, in really so profound ways. I'm glad that you that's your list. Um, because I want to kind of mention something. Because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is my favorite fictional property. Mm-hmm. And I... I didn't have this cartoon on my top 10 list or my honorable mentions. And it's not because I don't like it. And it's not honestly because I don't think it should be there. Cause it honestly could be very easily in my top 10. I kind of criteria my, like I like selected my top 10 also based upon how much I've seen of the show. So if I didn't see enough of it, I didn't feel like it was worthy for me to put it onto my top 10. It's wild. And that's where the, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comes and falls like right at the feet for me because it's one of those that I know I would love. And if I would have seen more of it as a child, I would have put it on my top 10. But I don't remember watching a ton of it. I remember watching a lot of the same episodes because it was on a little too... I was just late. Like my older brother saw more of it than I did. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did catch a lot of it. So 
I think that's important, you know, that's kind of, cause I have a lot of those, you know, like my like wants, but just couldn't add. Yeah. I have a list of like 30. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Mine, mine, mine is, is monstrous. Um, there's a couple that I do want to bring up cause you covered most of them. We've covered most of them. Um, they are the, they're the more of the weird shows from the nineties yeah. that were really impactful for me. One of them is called brave star. I don't know if you've Ooh, heard of this. This is I have this, not. this cartoon is about a space indigenous American cowboy using his shamanic powers along with his trusty transforming horse 3030 to fight space zombies on the planet of New Texas. And it's just the craziest thing you can think of and it's what so much style? fun. style? Um very similar to like um, another honorable mention, Double Dragon. Oh, right? okay. That's Is it really, Western or it's Western? Or, uh, Eastern, it's Western. Western. So it's very okay. blocky, very like big muscle yeah. <laughs> guys. I love Double Dragon. Yeah. Double Dragon was on there. Um, uh, Doug. I can't believe yep. we haven't talked about Doug. Got to give a nod Doug. to Doug. Did I not say Doug? That's mm-hmm. on my honorable mentions yeah. for sure. Um, the one I was thinking of is SWAT Cats. It's Dude, a, yes. SWAT Cats is great. That's a great show. Yeah. We haven't mentioned Tenchi Muyo. That was my first harem anime. Okay. Like it was informative for me just cause it was like, it was really fun. Like there was some real weird, like Japanese culture, sci-fi stuff that going on there that was really sort of expansive for me and my understanding of what sci-fi could be. Like I loved how they brought it home. Your first anime? No, it was like my first harem anime, right? Where oh. it's like one dude and 10 women. I was like, something's not right yeah. here. Um, yeah. I didn't know what it was at the time. Uh, um, what was your first anime? Ever? Ever. I mean, it might have been Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. That no. track. No, it's not. It was a movie. It was called, it was Go Shogun, which translated in, they, they marketed like three episodes bunched together in America as Macron one. Okay. And it was this, this VHS that I found at Blockbuster that just looked so cool. Yeah. And it was like they each had little robots and then their little robots combined with the parts of the bigger robot to make a giant robot. And then they would all fight the bad guys. And it was super neat. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Re- my first reboot. Day. We didn't talk about reboot. reboot. Yeah, dude. Reboots was on my uh, my list that I'm just going to roll through real fast. Right, let's go. Uh, um, so these are just wants, but I just couldn't add. So mm-hmm. we're not going to spend much time talking about any of them unless one sticks out to you that you want to you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. But Rocket Power, yeah, Winnie the Pooh, yeah, or the Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, mm-hmm. Johnny Quest, uh, Aladdin, mm-hmm. Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Tailspin, Jungle Cubs, Chip and Dale, Ducktales, both new and old, Angry Beavers, Fairly Odd Parents, <laughs> Sh- Street Sharks, Biker Mice from Mars. Mighty Ducks, Kablam, Two Stupid Dogs, Secret Squirrel, Tom and Jerry, Quack Pack. TMNT, Tiny Toons, Ed and Nettie, Recess, Goof Troop, Reboot, Pinky and the Brain, Super Friends, Wacky Racers, Evangelion, mm-hmm. Trigun, yeah, Sword Art Online, and Attack on Titan. You didn't mention Yu-Gi-Oh! I didn't watch Yu-Gi-Oh! Or I, I also honorable mention to Little Bear. I, I, I was like legit in middle school watching Little Bear in the mornings because it was so wholesome. It was oh, what I watched I a lot of Blues Clues in middle school. Yeah. Is that technically animation? It kind of is. Kind of. Yeah. I don't know. The uh, The verdict is out. We'll let the audience decide on that one. They can yeah. They can vote yes or no. 
Um, so yeah, that's kind of that's kind of it. Well, We've got a long time. Yeah. We apologize. Let us know if you want to break this one up, and we will. We um, have a lot more to say about everything we just talked about, but we're trying oh, yeah. to be thoughtful about it. Absolutely. Um, but uh, we're, we're, we're at a pretty good length right here. Um, so I say we cut it off. You had and... two questions you wanted to ask me. Oh, I asked you one of them. I asked you about your mystery cartoon. Mm-hmm. The other one I think we should end with um, is, and I know your answer to this one already, but I, I, I want the audience to, to know how much you care about this. But I want to know what your favorite block of cartoons is. Uh, Toonami. Yeah. Far and away. Yeah. Because there was there was a story within the block, right? Like there was an arc to Tom, which was crazy. Yeah, it just it was it was meta as a kid. That was really exciting to me. Um, And it was like having a friend, right? It was coming home and tucking in with Pop-Tarts and Tom. And that was my afternoons. And I didn't you know, I didn't always go to a friend's house after school. I hung out with Tom and it wasn't cause I didn't have friends. I wasn't a lonely kid particularly, but like it was my clubhouse, you know, it mm-hmm. was my, my safe space. It was, it was like, it was that feeling you get going to the scholastic book fair every fall oh, yeah. in elementary school, right? Just like these worlds of possibility that you are now about to discover and have adventures in. Like it was just so wondrous to me and still is. Still is. What about you? Um, one Saturday morning. Mm. Yep. It, and I didn't honestly. I didn't even watch it all that much. To be honest, I probably watched Toonami and Cartoon Cartoon more. But it's just something about that Disney like one Saturday morning. It had the genie in it. There was a part where they would play the same kind of like middle, and they would do short like you know, minute long cartoons with all these different properties that they own in between other full length cartoons. And you'd get like, I, man, I can't honestly, I couldn't even tell you what cartoons were on one side of your morning. I just could tell you that that's my favorite block. I just love it. I I think I just, I like the vibe of it Mm -hmm. and like the style that it was. Yeah. It was very wistful. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I was going to come up with more questions for you, but I really don't have any. And so, you know, we're infinite pulp. Um, we are really excited to do this. Actually. We're, we're glad that you guys are here listening to us. Um, and we're, we're excited to do this. The, the general topics I know today was fun. It's going to be cartoons. Um, we're going to do episodes like that for sure. We're going to talk about video games. We're going to talk about movies, but I, we're also going to talk about just kind of what I like to call just, I don't know, kind of like more like road trip discussions. And that's really where this germinated from is from Max and I's road trip and really just the style of conversation that I like to have with a lot of my friends. I want to argue with Max for an hour about what means like what a sandwich is. We've, we've done this before. Uh, my blood pressure. Um, Let's not talk about that right now. We won't, we won't actually talk about that one because I've had that conversation with a lot of folks more often than not. So, uh, but those are the kind of like feelings that I want to get is not necessarily those topics, but just something that, generates some good amount of just interesting conversation, which I guess is something that everybody wants in a podcast, but that's the goal. So we're going to do cartoons sometimes. Sometimes we're going to talk about our experience at Disney and what it was like to work for Disney and how we felt the Michael Eisner era went, or we're going to talk about, we're, you know, we may do some offshoots and just discuss the, the now soon to be nine saga star Wars movies, you know? 
or the best soft drinks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just going to be fun. All over the place. Yeah. And unlike many people, you get to say that you witnessed the beginning of infinity. I'm I'm Max. This is Aaron. We're in a fifth book. <laughs>